Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 74 on Sunday, the 27th of March, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing a huge update on the next Witcher game, highlights from the future games show, Spring Showcase, and did Swinney finally play Elden Ring? As always, I'm joined by Swinney. Hello. And not Mike. He's abandoning us again. Hello. What, what's no, the Mike no. story this week, Swinney? Is Mike, he sick? Has he got COVID this time? Mike is a very uh, scattered man. <laughs> he uh, forgets things that he has in his schedule um, until sometimes the morning of or the night before. So oh. he unfortunately cannot make the show this week. So, um, so you know, he doesn't watch the replays or anything like that. So, what do, what do you really think of him not rocking up? You what can, do I really think out. of Mike? Okay, yeah. is this a three-hour podcast? Yeah, go then, on. Uh, let, let's, just give me, let's just give me one highlight. Mike is a character. <laughs> there, there we go. He's a character. He is in the chat, so we say hi, Mike. <laughs> not that it's when he, he ever wanted to he, the chat. My, what, what's, the, what's the term? Mike is good value. <laughs> Mike is good value. Mike, if you do have... This is amazing. Through the, the power of uh, the bigwig crew, we actually have the power to patch you in. So if you actually get on a laptop with a webcam, you can patch in for like five minutes and then we'll boot you off the show again because you're not, not prepared. No, I think he's, he's too busy dodging... Oh, what, what's the thing he was talking about? Um, the Buruli... Beruli ulcer down in down where he is. Apparently, it's like some horrible like ulcer that he's like in Victoria that you get from mosquitoes. So he's oh, freaking yeah. out down there. So yeah, yeah. And I made the mistake of googling the Beruli ulcer, and uh, I recommend nobody else to ever do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I, I find that whenever people go Google this term that I don't, I'm not familiar with, like blue harvest mushroom or whatever it is. I'm like, it just never ends well. So I've learned 20 years of experience on those things. No, I'll I'll pass. Um, And the hype. What's the hype this week, hype man? Well, we've got hype for question mark. Hype? Hype? uh, We're we're stuck in a time loop. (laughs) A chrono trigger time loop of will it happen, (laughs) won't it happen? Will it happen? We keep spinning back around, coming back 360 it's not happening this week because of the aforementioned absence of Mike. Mm. Um, because we'd like him here to discuss it, considering he is was probably the least familiar with the game uh, mm-hmm. when we when he came to playing it for the well, first time. I, I wasn't so. that familiar with it as well, but yeah, fair call. Yeah, so uh, but he's also was the least familiar with the SNES era in general. He was a PC gamer back in the nineties. Um, so yeah, no Chrono Trigger once again this week. I think we'll, we're going to stop putting it like at the, you know, right at the end of the show when we talk about what's coming up. When I'm not going to, I haven't met put Chrono Trigger in there this week because who knows, <laughs> I, I don't want to promise what, anything. What anymore. did you put down there? Oh, okay. Yeah. You've got some stuff there. Good. I've got good, some stuff good. there. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Good, good. So we're trying to keep it to one special per week 
and then zero specials. <laughs> no specials. No specials. I think we do need to have some kind of like on the shelf break glass in case of emergency special in our, do, our first leaves. Do. We've been a bit lazy with that. Um, I do, I do have you, some other hype. I know. I'm, I'm excited about this. You know, go on. I can see the so, run sheet. I'm excited. I know what, what's coming so up. So I'm, I'm teasing what my next tier list will be. Whoa, controversial so, tier lists. I've I've done two tier lists. We've done three as a show. So mm-hmm. the one we did as all together was the E3 presentation last year tier list, which hopefully we can do again this year. Because um, I had fun with that. <laughs> that was did, fun, actually. Yeah. I did the Assassin's Creed tier list, which is great <laughs> and also worrying all <laughs> together. The amount of hysteria that caused <laughs> by me placing Odyssey as that, number one That was is, definitely is, our most controversial video. <laughs> Um, Along with and, our tag Hewer Watch video. <laughs> yes. And our two hour Chemco RPG tier list, which is currently over 1.2 thousand views, which is kind of wild, um, which is awesome. I think um, we, we hit upon a good niche there. But my next tier well, list. Well, before you I, move on, that, like, you know, I got to give a shout out to you because people really, truly appreciate that tier list. Like, people are taking the time to go. Thank you, Sweeney. Thank you for doing this because now I can go, I can buy these five Chemco games and not these other ones. So, look, I think Chemco should be sending you codes for these games. I'm, yeah, I, that would be great. That would be great. Um, <laughs> it save you some money. Me, well. It would save me a lot of money each month. And so. you could be the first person to beat them. The other person who's going up against you is like, how the fuck is this person beating me each time? That's true. That'd There's a. Uh, I still haven't. Um, I'm. I'm two games behind at the moment in the Chemco list. Mm. So that's how quickly things go. Like, think about it. Since <laughs> RP RP Golf, there's been two games that I haven't completed since oh, RP yeah, Golf, man. and that is January. That was January. So. It's a machine. Um. But no, for my next tier list, I will be doing, or want to do. You know, I can't take over the show. It's, you guys have to vote on it. Um. I actually want to do a Final Fantasy tier list, but but I want to do a Final Fantasy battle system tier list because I like that twist. Because the thing is that that to me, like that's a very different tier list than what I would do as a normal Final Fantasy tier list. Because, for instance, my favorite Final Fantasy game is not necessarily the one I think has the best battle system. So, and when I say battle system, I'm kind of gonna bring in some elements of other systems in it like maybe the experience system in a way is stuff it's more Job like system? okay yeah because that is an important part of how the battle systems play as well so it's kind of almost mm. like the systems tier list but battle system makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah. so that's and, good and look, dude that's i like that's a good little angle that's a good you yeah. should be a writer on kotaku <laughs> oh, yeah no no thanks um you know they would publish look, that. I, it's not a new I, I mean, it's not a new idea. Lots of people have done those really? kind of like focus. Yeah, there's been battle system tier lists and stuff. For Final but, Fantasy. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I think how popular it's. I know is. it is, but that's insane. Next, we've got to do the Chemco uh, battle system tier list. <laughs> no, I want to do the Chemco intro tier list. <laughs> I think um, it'll probably end up being the same. Sky, it would be awesome to, to actually make the videos and it's just all the directions that they're going. Um, yeah, so I don't know when that's going to be done. I'll probably post 
once we wrap up all the Game of Smile Other You, which there's three features kind of mm. in the schedule for that. We've got Chrono Trigger, as we mentioned, Earthbound, yeah. and then we'll have the actual <laughs> thing, special way we decide what actually wins finally. So Yeah, and <laughs> looking at the timing, we might need to make that when uh, the show is up to its like second anniversary or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I've built out the, uh, the schedule and I'm like, wow, okay, it's actually getting close. Cool. cool. And so, yeah, so also some shout-outs. So uh, we talked about WrestleQuest mm. a quest last week and we had, uh, you know, Megcat Studios, the developers, kind of give us thanks in comments. So I just want to give them a shout-out. And it made me kind of, like, it's happened. It's not new that we've had, you know, people behind involved with the game comment on stuff we've done, but it does really make you sink in <laughs> that some people will hear what you say and it just makes me go like you listen back. You're like, oh, <laughs> you put yourself in the position of someone who's working on it, and you think, oh, like I think I mentioned in that segment that some of the previous, none of the previous games I worked on spoke out to me as potentially great games. And I'm like thinking, oh, that's that's awkward. You listen back now, and you can't look. You've got to be honest and open yeah, about yeah. what you do. But at the same time, in the past, I've never had to worry about ever like talking anything down potentially. Um, yeah. but it, it's, it's getting to the point where there are more people behind these games hearing what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it makes you, it, there's one way to do it and there's a way not to do it, you know? So yeah. it's, I think generally we're pretty good, but there's times when you're like, okay, maybe, maybe approach things in a bit more of a smarter way when you say things. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't think we're, we're not nasty by nature, right? We're very nasty, blunt. Nasty by nature. Nasty by nature. This is already the episode <laughs> title. Is that like the off, offshoot boy band <laughs> version of Naughty by Nature? Boys from the Hood. But um, we're not nasty by nature, but we're very blunt in our criticism. We're not like holding back on it. And it's true. I do not think... The thing is, people have to understand the context of this show and the podcast and the channel and everything. We don't want to be content creators. We're just, this is like an excuse to catch up as mates, right? Mm. So it's like, if we don't, we won't talk to each other as often. Like, especially I'm in Sydney, you guys are in Melbourne. So I'll like, just say whatever. And it's so true. Like people have like watched it, reached out, DM'd us. And I'm like, fuck, they've like listened to all this shit. And I'm like, oh God, I wish I could. I, like, not that I I have ever said anything that I'm like, well, you know, uh, you know, we're saying it for a reason or not. We're just mm. being extremely blunt about some stuff and genuinely not saying it as if the person who made it is going to watch the video where we're like, oh, that's shit. I remember, I don't remember what it was, but there was one thing where you were criticizing, you're like, fucking these devs and all this stuff, right? I think it was Echo Generation. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll reach yeah. out to them because I'm like, they might actually look at it and you're like, you're backing pedaling so fast. I was like, nah, probably yeah. not a good idea to do that. Probably that not so a good awesome. idea. But it's it's interesting. People have actually reached out to us and say, oh, you know, I just want to correct what you're saying here or blah, blah, blah. And we've done a few corrections where we're mm. like, okay, we've got it wrong. Um, but the thing is, we don't ever, this is never going to be our job. Like, I feel like even if it was like a million subscribers, which would never happen, this is never going to be my job. I never want to do this full time at all, like, or even part time, right? So I guess one good thing is like, we're always going to be very honest here, even to the detriment yeah. of the show, <laughs> like people yeah. who watch it. So, but and it was cool. Like, it's cool. It's cool when people reach out. Yeah. And I mean, the more niche topics you cover, the more mm. likely that's going to happen, of course. So, For sure. For sure. Um, but I guess the only uh, other thing I want to say is I had a question of the week this week. Yeah, I, I saw this. You're getting into yeah. this segment. It's good. 
Well, this ties into something. It's it's kind of related to uh, the new Assassin's Creed DLC, which mm. I haven't played this week. Um, I've only played a little bit. But um, Intigot, what do you think about unwinnable boss battles in video games? Do you like the idea? Do you hate it when it happens? So I saw this question and it was so weird. I was thinking about this before I saw the question, literally this morning, about Chrono Trigger. Because I was getting ready for to, to talk about Chrono Trigger and there's a few moments in Chrono Trigger where it's, you know, not to spoil the game, but like unwinnable boss fights. Like you're meant to die and yeah. things happen in the game. And I almost always hate that because I like... I'm dumb when it comes to these things. So I'm like, oh, I've got to like figure out a way. I'm like losing or something. Oh, I've got to quit and, you know, respect my team or whatever. <laughs> right. And I don't realize the yeah. game's trying to do that to me. The only time I'm okay with it, the only time, because I actually hate it in every other circumstance, the only time I'll, I, I can accept it or even go, oh, yeah, I like it is, or I get it from a design perspective is if it's at the start of the game. Like you're playing it at the start and you're just getting destroyed and you're like super Metroid. Like there's so many games like that, right? Hmm. Where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm not meant to be able to beat this. Like Elden Ring does it, you know, like Dark Souls to a degree, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? And some of those you can win, but they're not really meant to be a beginner's be able to win it. Um, but I don't mind if it's like that. But outside of that, I hate it. But how about you? How do you, how do you feel about them? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head um, because I am not a fan. So it happens a lot in RPGs yes. specifically. And sometimes, every now and then, it will happen after a long sequence of cutscenes, especially in older RPGs where you can't actually skip those cutscenes. So mm. it then comes up the the boss, you struggle, you use all your good items or at least a bunch of items, and then you realize it's unwinnable. you like... I just wasted all those times yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if I want to reset, I my save point may have been 25 minutes ago or 20 yeah. minutes ago before this long dialogue and everything. Now, I either have to like weigh up, do I reload a save and regain all those items that are wasted or do I just power on? So that is super frustrating to me. Again, at the, if it's at the beginning of the game, I understand that mm. from a narrative standpoint, that's a lot better. But the weird part is this kind of like links into the Assassin's Creed thing where I actually hate more the opposite way where basically there's a, there's, it's not really spoiled, it's right at the beginning of the new DLC, uh, Dawn of Ragnarok for yep. Assassin's Creed, where I absolutely obliterated the first boss, absolutely destroyed him, didn't get hit, destroyed him, and then straight away in the cutscene afterwards, the boss is kicking your ass. I'm like, <laughs> Man, that is bullshit. I just beat the fuck out of this boss. Now the cutscene's acting as if, like, he's oh. beaten me. And it's, like, this massive disconnect where it's, like... But wait, are you meant to be able to beat her? Or is it, like, got yeah. low health and then... No, you're meant to... No, no, it's just, like, you beat it. You beat the boss oh. and then it's, like, oh, suddenly the boss has, like, got you up in the corner and everything. Oh, like, I get ya. I just rinsed you, man. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, it, so that actually annoys me more. Anyway, that's uh, that's kind of like I kind of use those to connect to those two with that question uh, to talk yeah. about why I guess the Assassin's Creed DLC kind of put me off a bit of when I first started playing it. Why I decided to play Elix uh, for that week instead last week. So. Mm, mm. I'm gonna. So, it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see if the Elix devs watch your review. Yeah, you might get some German death threats or something. Oh, 
that, that, that no. does not sound right. I wish that could be an episode <laughs> title, but it's not going to be. German death threats. <laughs> we normally don't have good episode titles when Mike's not on, but this, mm-hmm. this week's a bit different. German death threats. All right, we'll All jump right. into what we've been playing. Um, so, Mike, I've been in touch with him during the week because we're both playing Elden Ring, obviously. So... He's he's like about two thirds through the game. I'm actually surprised that he's progressed the story as much as he has. Like he's gone back to his normal pattern, which is like the Skyrim pattern of going doing all the side quests, just doing random shit, not progressing the story. So it's been really weird because I've actually been going to him. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, where do I go next? And it's like he no one knows. Like of the crew and I, I'm playing it kind of blind. So it's like, mm. what the hell? So Mike's been playing that and I've been playing it as well. Um, and I've beaten Elden Ring. Oh, nice. By accident. So oh, okay. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't, you know, I've been playing a relatively blind, right? So I don't really know the areas I'm up to, what it means for the story and everything like that. So I'm like, fuck, I've got to go back to this area is really hard. And just, I'm going to get through it because I don't know what else I'm meant to do, right? So I go back, get through this bit and then like not spoiling anything, but like, you know, it basically put put me in a spot where I couldn't go backwards. Like there was stuff I wanted to go back and do, but I knew I couldn't. I was like, shit, like (laughs) I've progressed the game too much. Hmm. And then I was like, fuck it. All right. I'm going to like, what else can I do? I'm just, I'm not going to like try to upload a cloud save or something like that and reverse it all out. So I, like, I was just like, all right, I'll just finish this game hopefully. And fuck me, man. Like the bosses in this game are so awesome. We'll do a review after a couple of months. If you ever played this game. <laughs> after a couple of months, but, I love that. But um, yeah, we'll do a review. I definitely want to review. I know it won't be like relevant for anyone, but it's just for us to talk about it. But like the bosses in this game are so awesome. I love them. I actually really have not like disliked any, you know, and there's quite a few in Dark Souls. I was like, ah, this See, boss was like, okay. But I, I was thinking about that the other day where, because you haven't seen the progression of the Dark Souls unless yeah, you've gone yeah, and watched yeah, something yeah. because the Dark Souls from Dark Souls 1 and obviously got Demon Souls, but Dark Souls 1 two to, through to 2, 3, Sekiro, mm. Bloodborne and all that. Like that's where... Obviously, their whole design is, is, well, I say improved. It's like, you know, they've they've built upon stuff. Whereas the bosses, like, they've gone from zero to 100 on the bosses since the first Dark Souls. So you've basically come in, you've gone from that zero and you're at 100 now. So it's kind of crazy for that. So So maybe, like, people look at it and go, actually, they're not as good as Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro. I don't know. I don't really hear people Mm -hmm. saying that, but I, I really enjoyed the bosses. And then I got to the last boss... And, like, I'm not going to spoil it, but I fucking hate this boss so much. Like, <laughs> it's not, like, hard, but it is in mm. in the sense that it's fucking boring. It's, like, unbelievable. It's, it's super, like, flawed. Like, I'm, sh- I'm kind of shocked that they accepted that to be the last boss and how it was all structured and everything. I'm like, this is exactly the same as Breath of the Wild. The last bosses of both games sucked. But in a way, Breath of the Wild for me sucked less because it was just so easy and so straightforward and it was shit. But it's like, great, get out of my way. I finished the game. Fantastic, right? Like, I'm always at that stage where I'm like, why didn't they just put an easy boss in at the end? Because it's like, it's not like a challenge in a way. It's just a challenge against boredom. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. am I the only one who's thinking this? 
And then I start reading people's comments about it, and it's unreal. Like, the amount of people shitting on the last boss. And I totally understand why. So... I, I have no idea. I know that um some of the games in the series has had different... Depending on what ending you go for, different bosses and things. So I know nothing about Elder Ring, but that is a surprise. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is eventually yeah. um, to then see kind of if I share that opinion or not. Yeah, and you might not. You might not. Like, and like I said, it's not like it's super hard or anything, but it was, it actually took me the most amount of time to beat because I was just getting frustrated. I was like, fuck, I'm over this. Like, it was honestly in Dark Souls and then this game, it was the only time I ever felt like the game was almost a little bit cheap. I was like, this is bullshit. This is like fucking NES bullshit where it's like, you know, how am I supposed to like, you know, I guess I could do this differently, but it's boring. So I'm like trying to accelerate the fight in a way. I'm just like, oh my God, like what a terrible ending for me personally. Right. Hmm. But overall, man, the fucking game was awesome. Like I started playing uh, new game plus because <laughs> I was like, cool, this is fucking cool. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to put it away, but yeah, like I'll 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 definitely get back to it, um, because I I look at the platinum. I don't know; it's probably the same achievements as uh, Xbox, but they're all very reasonable. It's not like you know how some games have shitty ones where it's like mm. kill ten thousand enemies. It's like I, when games do that, I go I forget about it. I'm not even going to look at it. Right? I don't even care. Yeah, none of the Souls games have had anything like that. The worst they've really had is some that unless you trade with other people require three playthroughs um like collect all the rings or build all the unique um weapons and stuff um that just like okay you need more than one you need the same boss soul twice so unless you somehow get the weapon off somewhere else you've got to beat the game boss twice in different playthroughs but um but it's good to know that it's yeah they've stuck with that kind of model of where it kind of rewards you for doing fun stuff as opposed to menial stuff you know what i mean yeah and i think the one difference that i can see from and it uh, more so other people talking about the platinum because these are people who chase that like dark souls 3 all that kind of stuff is this one was like you kind of like you you veer the least off just natural play if you know what i mean like you know how some of the I've looked at some of the other Platinums. It's like, you know, power up certain or like all certain types of weapons or something like that. And it's like, that's kind of a bit grindier in a way, right? Whereas this is like pretty straightforward. Like when I look through it all, like looking at what people talk about the Platinum, it's like Mm. very straightforward. And I don't know, I just really love the game. And it's sort of like just an excuse to go through all the elements. Like I've missed out on huge chunks of this game. It's crazy. Like Mm. literally stuff that's in the trailer like i've missed out on <laughs> like it's insane to me how big this game is like you just keep going through it and i'm like man i know there's even more to this game it's fucking nuts it's it's just it's straight away man like top 10 game for me it's like bump yeah. dark souls out like from a like that probably was in my top 10 now it's out because i don't think i'd have multiple types of these games in there plus plus for me but the last boss i'll just put it in context for me personally I would rather fight Better Chaos than the last boss. Wow. Actually, I was shocked. I beat Better Chaos first try when I did the one hit. No, sorry. The oh, soul level one run. No hit. Oh, like, look at your mind go. <laughs> no, I, no, that's, uh, yeah, I did not mean to say that. Um, that's awesome. 
the soul of a one run and i did it by uh, um the cheat method where mm. better for anyone doesn't know bit of chaos has these two two things at the sides where basically if you defeat one of them it retains that progress you re- yes. defeat the other one retains progress so if you come back to the boss and fight it you you don't have to do the two side parts of it but the problem is when you defeat one of them it like starts to crumble the ground the boss gets stronger each time but what you can do is you defeat you defeat one part quit the game spawn back in before the boss and that means you don't have to run out again and so it makes Jeez, it a lot less it makes it a little so but the yeah, thing is it's a bad that boss, boss yeah, that bad. boss is ri- ridiculously annoying and cheap in yeah, yeah, the, yeah. its design that, oh yeah, yeah that's that's just the way you got to play it man yeah yeah i wanted to be able to cheese this boss that i'm talking about like the final boss i'm like god damn i want to just cheese this boss and get through it and I, I'll send you the photo. Uh, well, yeah, you don't want spoilers. <laughs> like, no. when we do the review and, like, you've beaten the game, I want to send you this photo. I mean, I can just tell you. Like, this was on an early run against him or the, her or whatever it is. And I, I freaking, like, killed it, man. Like, it had no health. But it hit me at the same time as I hit it. And then it's like, and it's like, you died. But I've taken the photo on my phone. I'm like, I was like, I was going to punch the monitor. I'm like, are you kidding me? I killed this fucking thing. And that was an early run. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish I did that. I honestly spent like, I think I spent like two hours trying to beat it. Like it was fucking driving me nuts. I mean, two hours is nothing compared to the pain that some people have against Souls bosses. So I think, yeah, like there's some people that just like, again, I know you haven't played Dark Souls 3 and, and Bloodborne and that, but there's some bosses in those games that people really struggle with. Oh, like, really? Really. Especially Bloodborne. This was, um, that was the most I ever spent on a Souls boss. Like way more than SNO and stuff like that. Mm. Like this was the most I've ever spent trying to beat a boss. Maybe it was like two and a half hours. I don't even know. Mm. Like it was just, because I, I tried it three different play sessions. Like, which I, like, I don't know if that's ever, uh, SNO was the only other one that I had to, like, stop and then pick it up the next day and beat it. Like, I was like, friggin' hell, I don't even know how to beat this thing. Um, yeah, it's an awesome game. Like, need to put it down because there's other games to play, but, uh, what else have I been playing? So, I, I guess the backstory here is I've been playing, or I played Lego DC Super Villains. The reason why I played this is because the Star Wars Lego game is coming out shortly. So it's like a week or two away. And I'm like, why don't I actually go play one of these Lego games? I mean, like, yes, I love Star Wars as an IP. More so back in the day than now. But, you know, I still love it. I I don't think the game would be fundamentally different. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay. And I already have this in my library for PS Plus, right? So I played this Lego DC Supervillains and I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy that Lego (laughs) Star Wars game. I'm like... It's just, I don't know, it just didn't click with me, man. Like, I played it a bit, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. It just have didn't you, have you played fun. any of the other like? No, nah, this was the first games? one I ever played. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I've heard about them, and I've seen people play them, like, on stream and stuff, but I've never played them myself. And they looked fun, but when I played, I was just, I don't know, like, I don't know. I almost question whether I like platformers sometimes, or if I just like Mario. Do you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, I love Mario games, but... It's like Ratchet and Clank. I was like, meh, it's okay. I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10. But everyone loved that game, like to death. Um, but yeah, it, it, I was glad I played it because I would have bought that Star Wars game. And I think what I would have done is start playing it and like, oh, I kind of regret buying this. So, But I mean, a lot of the, for me, a lot of the love with those games comes from 
the property as well. So, for instance, I didn't actually like the Lego Batman games, even though I like oh, Batman. Oh, okay, interesting. But it's also just like to me, like one of my favorite Lego games is actually Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, just because the love that they put into the levels and mm. you know recreating scenes from the films, and I love those films as much as people don't like the sequ- the second and third and that, mm. but. It, that's interesting. Like from by all accounts, uh, then was it Skywalker Saga? Then the new one looks like it plays quite differently um, because it's a lot more third person than the diorama kind of set scene stuff mm. that I've seen of this. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just what the trailer's been shown. Look, like I think the thing is, it made me realize I'm not going to get it day one. Like I was mm. going to get it day one. I'm not going to do that now. And maybe down the track, you know, if it gets good reviews and it's cheaper, maybe I'll pick it up. I don't know. And the other thing is like playing this game, it was running at 30 frames per second. I'm almost 100% sure. And I was like, damn, I'm not sure if I'd pick up the Star Wars game on the Switch because it'd definitely be running at 30. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait till the reviews come out and see how it lands. But Man, yeah, you, you dodged a bullet with that that generation that was just nothing but 30 360 ps3 i know you played some like but like basically like all the lego games that generation were all 30 you well know, it's like, like bloodborne everything. i was looking at bloodborne because i was almost tempted to start playing bloodborne and then i'm like it just looks so choppy man especially going from like other 60 frames per second games anyway um so i had to think about and looked at my library because this is part of the gaming resolutions as well i'm trying not to buy as many games i'm trying to like play games great games that i have that i haven't played Mm. and i was looking through i'm like elden ring was like it's awesome but it was like almost exhausting in a way right like Mm. the challenges and stuff not as bad as dark souls but that feeling and then i decided to pick up marvel's spider-man remastered on the ps5 and I'm loving this game, man. Like, hey, people, Marvel Spider-Man's a great game. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> I know. But it's awesome. Like, it's it's interesting because same folks with Ratchet Clank and everything like that. And it does have the same... There's something about these games where it's just so highly polished. You can see it's just, like, play-tested to death. But it's just more fun. I don't know, man. Maybe I just didn't click with me as an IP, Ratchet and Clank, but... Yeah, I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan. I like Spider-Man, but like I said, I'm not the biggest fan. But it, I have to say, like, as soon as you start playing the game, right, to me, like, one thing is they have, like, Insomniac, supreme confidence in the web-slinging in this game, right? And it's so much so that literally the game, and if you're watching the YouTube clip, you can see it in the B-roll, literally the game starts with web-slinging. And I just feel like they perfected that mechanic and it's such a core mechanic and it's the classic Nintendo get the character movement right. Like, perfect it, right? And, like, it's a bit wonky at times, but that, you know, it's it's that balance of it's wonky 1% or 2% of the time, but the rest it's awesome. And it's fucking cool, man, just flying through the city, you know, Manhattan. And, like, literally all I've done in the game is the first part of the story where you're forced to and as soon as I was, like, free after whatever it was, 15 minutes, I'm just, like, going around the city, you know, what is it in Assassin's Creed? Like, finding the towers? I can't remember what that's called. But, you know, that classic thing in an open-world game of, like, finding all the towers to unlock the mm. map. I don't know. I always do that in these games. I did that in Elden Ring as well. <laughs> like, I'm like, where where can I get the map? <laughs> like, mm. um, and now I'm, like, looking for these backpacks. I'm not even fucking playing the game. I'm just, like, flying around the place. It's awesome. 
so yeah no like very very cool game um and it's also just like it's fucking easy right like even the con like i've actually died in the game but it's not like hard it's almost like you don't even need to think compared to like the Elden rings of the world where it's like you know laborious combat at times like really you can't just smash and mash the button uh, whereas this is like i die i'm like oh shit i died and then you just restart instantly and you're like right back it's like there's infinite lives you know what i mean it's mm. like it feels like some person in the back room with save states and just like oh but yeah quick refresh on that save state right there so especially with the ssd of the it's PS5, instant yeah. man like that, that actually like fuck i'm like taking it for granted but it like it, I'm a hundred percent taking it for granted because it it actually is crazy that I'm just like wow okay uh, it's just everything's instantly loading so yeah like man it's so crazy someone was like in the in the comments going don't you feel bad you're not in church right now I think because it's like in the morning in America on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, how, what have you been playing, Swinny? Like, and have you um, played Elden Ring? Well. I'm going to talk about some other stuff first. So, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're going to leave me hanging? So, you know, I mentioned, I think it was last week, how I've been watching lots of GeoGuessr stuff, you know, where you basically, we didn't even mention what it was last week, which is you get dropped in a random point. You have to find where you are. That's basically yes. powered by Google Maps or Bing Maps or Google Earth, whatever, right? Um, I've, I've evolved past that. I've now stepped up to watching... Um, videos about straight line challenges have you ever heard of a straight line challenge no so straight line challenges where someone sets a course and obviously they plan out the course and they have they try to cross a country in a straight line without deviating more than like 50 meters from the line <laughs> okay and it's look when you think about it you're like oh that's not that hard no i think it's impossible Man, it is it's impossible, so right? hard no, people have done it, but obviously it depends on how you plan it out. So, for instance, the the channel I, I've been watching, which is GeoWizard, he's I've been watching attempts to cross Wales in a straight line, and the funny part is they 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 plan it out so okay from Google Earth or whatever you can only tell so much information based on how how old the maps are or whatever, but they plan it so okay we're gonna we're not gonna go through so we have to cross a, a giant river or anything mm. like that. But then they have to basically cross lots of farmers' fields. So the the way they edit these videos is so awesome where they're like stealthily... And they're in camo. Wait, wait, is this stealthily... real life? Is this yeah, like... real life. Yeah, oh, real shit. Life. I'm like, yeah. when you're saying all of this stuff... I'm Sorry, I know I must have missed no, that. I, no, I should, no, no, I didn't I'm, clarify. I'm, I'm also sorry, replying to clarify. the church thing saying, yeah, I'll, I'll pray to Satan later tonight to yeah. make up for well, a listen bit. to me. Don't, don't listen to the chat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, I didn't. We're, we're, I didn't clarify. That's less on me. This yeah, is yeah. in real life. Shit, so in real actually, life. This is bullshit. Yeah. People shouldn't do this shit. So they're crossing they be farmers' fields, and they're like, "Oh, there's a tractor there," and they have to hide. And then they get up to a house <laughs> where they so can't. Bad, they can't get past it. Like the bad. people are there, and they're trying to explain to people, "Hey, can we go through your property?" If someone the fucking fence? explains to me that, I go, "Fuck yourself! I'll shoot you if I see you on my property." <laughs> and, it's but it's awesome to watch because That's the way funny. that he That's edits funny. and narrates it's so much fun. Um, but yeah, so I've been kind of you know it reminds me of like when I was a kid. I used mm. to I used to live in the UK for a few years and um, you'd explore the malls and like these broken yeah. down houses and stuff. And it just kind of just gave me that feeling back, which is great. But, well, we even did that with like the creek and everything and yeah. tunnels and all this other shit. So yeah, yeah. so the. <laughs> 
what I in terms of what I've actually been playing, not yes. watching this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. I, I'm, next time I'm going to talk about the movies I've been watching. That's right. No, I, Drive to I Survive just, season four. I, I was very I disappointed wanted, in that Netflix series. I wanted to give you a you know an update on where my GeoGuessr right. kind of journey is taking. Now we're going totally off track, right? Can I just say something? So. Yeah. I'm a huge F1, MotoGP, AFL, like actually too many sports, but F1 has, you know, had a massive high because of Drive to Survive, the Netflix series. So the four seasons just come out and it sucked, but the first three are awesome. But MotoGP are like, we've got to get in this game, right? And through Amazon Prime, they've filmed their whole documentary. Now, fucking ridiculous thing is you can't watch it in Australia for some reason. You can watch it in the US and UK only. Anyway... But the thing I'm so devastated about that I missed out on is when they release the series, right? And so it's MotoGP, a lot of international drivers, uh, riders and everything like that. For some crazy editorial reason, they've actually dubbed all the riders and also put subtitles under their, their... their words right dubbed them. dubbed so like valentino rossi who if you at all know anything about motorbikes you know his thick italian accent and everyone loves it right they've dubbed him with like some guys like hey i'm valentino rossi how and <laughs> instantly, when's this hercules goes to new york yeah yeah instantly the whole internet just went nuts. It was like, what the fuck have they done to this documentary? It's like every comment is like, why did you dub this? It's like horrible. <laughs> the documentary is not bad, but it, the dubbing is insane. Then one day later, they removed it. And I'm like, I've missed out on this moment to watch this oh, horrible version. Look, you know that that's the people have archived that stuff. I can't that get it, gonna... dude. I can't get it anywhere. I'm like just, hunting for it. It's so just I'll... give it a little bit of time, and that stuff's going to be True. up on Daily Motion. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's like you got to understand if you know because you're not going to watch MotoGP Unlimited, right? It's people who have any interest yeah. in the sport, so they all know how people sound. So it's like. You know, a Nintendo documentary. Imagine a really proper Netflix Nintendo documentary and it's some, like, American guy dubbing <laughs> over Shigeru Miyamoto. It's like, what are you guys doing? It's just horrible. So, yeah, we're totally off course. What have you been playing, Sweeney? Okay. So, I actually... <laughs> this is no joke, right? Yeah. I actually went to start and play through this week of Dark Souls 3. <laughs> you fucking... No you joke. You are lucky you're in Melbourne. I no would fucking joke. bash you right now. If we were no doing this joke. podcast in person, I'd punch you right now. <laughs> I would fucking punch I you. I legit actually <laughs> had the desire. I'm like, man, I really want to do a Dark Souls 3 playthrough. I haven't done a playthrough in a while. My last one was caught with Mike. Um, and I've got, it, I've got it here. I've got it here, the Dark Souls 3 Apocalypse <laughs> Edition. And I uh, I opened it up. Oh, my like, God. Man, I'm going to start my Dark Souls 3 playthrough. What? You I actually... Can't, oh, I can't oh. find the disc. I don't know where the disc is. <laughs> That's awesome. Damn. Damn That's awesome. It's probably so in your, no, like, uh, Xbox One X or something. It's not in my One X, but I'm going to... I've got my old Xbox One, the big, massive box one in a box somewhere. So I've got to go and find that to see if it's in there. Otherwise, I'm going to have to check all my game cases. I don't oh have that God. many for Xbox One. I'm just hoping I haven't randomly put it in a 360 game case. That's <sighs> because you can see all the boxes behind me. <laughs> That's going to take a long time to check. So That's awesome. So I thought, well, look, is there something else 
that could scratch that souls-like itch. Uh, yeah, that well, I could, let's that just I could play of, this let's week. Let's think about that. What what what's a souls-like game? You know. So I I considered Bloodborne. You know, oh, and I'm like, you, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a bit for that if they do a 60 FPS. Yeah, you thing. have to wait now. I think. I'm like, man, I still haven't played Sekiro properly. I'm like, maybe I'll do that. I'm like, I haven't played through Ashen yet. That's oh, you haven't played Sekiro? I'm, I'm actually know? shocked about that. So then I'm like, yeah. hmm. Then I remembered this game called Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I should play Elden Ring this week. So, so did I you play did. it? Oh, so I did. there you go. There you go. And I apologize to everybody that just talk, listened through like 15 minutes of us <laughs> talking about Elden Ring um, because we'll talk a little bit more about it now. But... Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm more than happy to talk about so, Elden Ring. So it's an I, Elden Ring I, podcast now. So I, I, yeah, I played some Elden Ring. What did you think? How many, like, wait, wait, can I just get the lay of the land? So how many hours are you in? Well, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to no, that. No, but I, I want to know the you, context. I'll answer your first question. I'll answer your first question. Okay. What did you think of it? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> is it? Is it pretty, pretty good? Or it's pretty, it pretty, good? pretty good. All right. So okay. Game Pass Roundup. Let's talk about some Game Pass games. No, no, no. Wait, what are you doing? Are you going to come back to Elden Ring? You can't just move on. I'll fucking blast the whole show, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, look. All right. Let's talk about some Elden Ring again. Mm. I did look. We talked about hot. You, you gave a hot take before about Spider-Man. I, I'm going to give a hot take now. This might just be... One of the greatest games ever made, yeah, I it, think. It's fucking I think, good, man. It's fucking I think good it's, game. I think it's it's kind of you know it's getting there. It's uh, it's a bit of a good game. Oh, that old Elden Ring, you know. I'm I'm kind of glad I couldn't find my Dark Souls three disc. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's obviously it's it's amazing. Uh, I will say, you know, I just to clarify, I don't know exactly where I land in terms of how much I love it yet. Mm. It is an a, just an absolutely phenomenal game. But how long are you into it? Like, how many hours? So I'm about forty hours in. Fuck off! <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Okay, so I finished the game seventy hours. I've been playing it since day one it came out, and you're already yeah. forty hours. So what we were saying about you catching up and beating the game? Wait, 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 wait. Can I just ask quickly? Have yeah. you beaten the game? No, I have not. Oh my god! I, like, I actually I considered making that, that was joke. A possibility. Up. I'm, I consider making that joke when you're like, I beat Elder Ring. I was like, hmm, can I work that? Joke? No, no. <laughs> I already. I'm like, I'm joking too much uh, here. Uh, no, but my actual tracker yes. says like 50 hours, but I I reckon a lot of that. Uh, 50 I hours. Say, no, but I think a lot of that. Like, I reckon I think I left it on like idle for like five hours, and there's probably like idly here and there. Sure, I probably had the same. So like yes. my 70s, like I don't know, like 65 or 60 yeah. or something. Um, and yeah, look, I, this 40 wow. hours in in a, in a week. That's that's crazy, dude. You know, they say hard in the paint. That's like hard in the ring. You know, that's full time, baby. Full time while you're doing a full time job. Hard, full time ring, hard in the ring. Um, I don't even know how you got time to play these other games that we're going to talk about. No, no. That, see, so. I didn't. I played those games uh, previously, like last week. So, oh, okay. but um, yeah. So, Elden Ring, it still feels like I'm barely scratching the surface on mm. the game. Like this game is just so like it's it's so massive, but like mm. almost overwhelmingly so. Especially when you start, um, you start seeing like with how the map extends and everything you're like oh my god this yeah, this yeah, is yeah. almost too much at yeah, times yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but look i guess i'll i'll 
because this I do have a few things that I'm like, I'm not sure on yet about the game. Mm. But to start off with, like obviously the positives, this game is absolutely gorgeous. It's like concept art. The game, it's mm. crazy. Like in there's certain parts of the first three Dark Souls and Bloodborne where there's like spots where you will look out and you on the horizon. And it's an amazing skybox. This game is basically a skybox everywhere, like an mm. amazing view, like the whole message system where it's a gorgeous view ahead. That's basically, you could put that message anywhere in Elden Ring and it will mm. fit. It's that gorgeous, especially because of the giant earth tree that's looking over and everything. Um, it doesn't, may not have the technical, um, like, cred of something like the Demon's Souls remake, yeah, but definitely. it's got the it's definitely. got the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is so gorgeous. And on... Because I'm very fortunate that I kind of just fell into the situation where I'm playing on an Xbox Series X mm. with an LG C1 TV, whatever C1, I think. Or G1? No, it's definitely C1 or whatever. Oh, it's, you didn't go the better one. I thought you went for the top of the line, baby. I thought I, I'm fairly certain this was the top of the line. It must be I've G1 it. then. It must have been G1. But no, anyway, it's not go G1. On. It's not G1. Oh, um, okay. Which has variable refresh rate or VRR. VRR, and baby. Which means when I'm playing, other than when you when you spawn at a side of grace like the bonfire equivalent, it's basically t like when you're watching it, it's basically perception. running. Yeah, it's, perception yeah, wise, the perception yeah, yeah. it's running at sixty frames flawlessly. Which, well, it's not that it's running at sixty frames. That's why no, there's no drops. I, there's no drops. That's why I said when you're watching it, it's running at sixty frames. Of, you know, because of the refresh rate thing, which is amazing. Like it is like I haven't. It, when what you see to me is like okay that's Just the most smooth. important thing yeah, 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 yeah. so it's absolutely phenomenal in that regard obviously not everyone's going to have that experience because they don't have that TV. <laughs> very few people do but fortunately like the you know they seems like they're patching in vr um for the playstation 5 soon yeah, so hopefully that. that means that more people will be able to get that experience. then that will be the best version and then the idiots yeah. who care about that shit will be like yeah now the playstation version is better because it's slightly oh, more frames yeah. <laughs> Um, the music, the music is great, and it's, it's also, just—I yeah. think the, just the overworld, the way they handle the overworld music is is really good because you will just sometimes walk into a dark corner under a bridge, and the music will like subside, mm. and it gives you this like—it starts to increase the the how tense you are because obviously music goes away, the mood's changing, everything. So I think it's really good the way they've done there. A lot, a lot of I love a lot of the new mechanics they've introduced, even simple things like. Um, that you don't hear many people talking about um, the fact that when you're on the overworld, because they've got to um, cater for you being potentially away from sites of grace for a longer period of time than you would from a bonfire in Dark Souls, you can regain flasks by killing groups of enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just things like that just really, really just speak to me. It's just genius moments of design that are so understated, but that just changes the way that the whole way that you not change the whole way, but it just organically means that you're not having to travel back all the time to replenish if you play well enough on the extended periods of time. And it's an interesting counterpoint to Breath of the Wild, which <clears throat> kind of completely desensitizes you from taking on mobs, right? Because you do have like little treasure chests. But once you've completed them, there's a couple of things in Breath of the Wild. The more, and I don't know if you know about this, but the more enemies you defeat, the whole world scales up. So there's like, yep. there's an like internal counter in the whole game. So every time you're killing more and more mobs, you're actually making the whole game harder for yourself, right? And then the other part of it is you don't really get anything from it. 
from like and you degrade mm. your weapons right so you could actually destroy some good weapons that you have right and i do love that like small touch of some of your flasks getting replenished a little bit because then it changes the dynamic it's like well i'm kind of running low on flasks here but mm. then hmm i'll take on these guys and i'll get some of them back but then i might not i might die right yeah and because those groups of enemies generally aren't giving giving you and much runes which is the souls equivalent yeah, yeah. to kind of make it worthwhile it's souls. <laughs> yeah it's souls but basically it's like so the flasks are kind of as you said incentivize that yeah um and even the like the look it's not it's a very light spoiler right um Ooh, the custom no just the, the customizable right. flask basically i'm not yeah I'm, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. i love that man i don't know yeah, how i could go back now you can you can mix and match different mm things to make basically like custom buff a custom buff flask which is just a cool concept and i've haven't found obviously everything that is the options there and stuff but just those cool ideas that they're introducing that not many people talking about or they you know maybe they don't want to talk about that one because it is a bit of a light spoiler but yeah um the look obviously the the way they implemented the horse or torrent because it's not technically a horse but whatever yeah. it's, a horse. it's a horse but for me the for me the problem is i I'm so used to um, clicking the left stick when you're riding a horse in a game to make them run. And in this game, you oh, off. you dismount. So yeah, yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. to train myself oh, so much. Shit. And it's still, even 40 hours, after 40 hours, I'm still like doing it. And it's because of Assassin's Creed, because of Witcher. I think Witcher's that control. But basically Assassin's Creed, it's like, oh, man. So, but I actually remapped, the first thing I did in the game is I actually remapped the jump button. Really? Yeah. Because you're just so, so accustomed to Dark Souls and everything. Or? Well, what I figured, I said, I'm going to remap it right away because at the moment, uh, by default, the jump is whatever the A or X button is confirmed. Cross. And then cross, right? And then <laughs> the Y or X. triangle is the new, is, um, the, is the new confirm, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I mapped it the other way, so it's closer to Dark Souls, just to see, okay, could I get used to this right away? And I'm so used to it now, um, hmm. jumping with Y. So, it's, yeah, that's the first thing I did, but whatever. Um, one one tip that I have, but I don't know if it's going to work based on what you're saying, <coughs> is um, I don't have Torrent on the D-pad down, you know, like how you can have your flasks and then Torrent to call Oh, yeah, I don't have Torrent on there either. Okay, so do you have it on, like, confirm and then, like, down? Yeah, pouch, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, to me, I feel like that's the way it should be, like, by default. Yeah. Um, That I actually was struggling with that, like, in the first five hours or so. I was like, fuck, this is, like, annoying me, right? And Mm. I'm, like, thinking, what can I do here? I'm like, oh, okay, this Mm. is actually a much better system. That's one thing about the game, man. I was, like, using... I know you, you play like this normally, but... I never play like this, but like crab grip, like actually mm. using my, I don't know how you describe it, but it's essentially like bringing more of my fingers up onto the face of the controller <laughs> while I'm moving the camera and moving multiple, bu- like touching multiple yeah. buttons. Cause I just feel like in some of the boss fights, it just became like, I had to do that to get better. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I'm like, fuck this game. It's forcing me to like play like a, a psycho person. You know what I mean? Like that. So, but yeah, like what else about the game have you found? What's, what surprised you the most? Oh, well, I mean, I was going to talk about some stuff. You okay. Yeah, go on. No, no, go on. No, go on. <laughs> in, go on. Um, I mean, look, look, in terms of what, what surprised, 
I don't know. I, I can't can't think of anything because it's kind of honestly the game is exactly what I was expecting. Well, so it's like nothing is thrown a curveball outside of um, the way they sometimes handle throwing you, teasing you with a new area that yeah, you haven't been to yet. Yeah. In like almost like a Murray Odyssey style, where yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, you get to see this snippet, yeah. and this is how crazy the world is." But yeah. now you got to go back, you know. And the way they've, it's almost like it's a, such a cool part of the way they've designed it. It makes you want to keep playing because you've seen what's up ahead. You've gotten a glimpse of what's up ahead, yeah. and you're like, "That looks so cool." Like, yeah, yeah, I need to get shit? there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I need yeah. to get there, but yeah. it's probably like fifty hours away. But yeah. I still want to get there. I, I mean, um, just like before you jump into the other things that you wanted to say, like honestly, I think the thing that surprised me the most about the game, and it sounds like daft what I'm about to say, but man, they just they fucking like not only in my view lived up to the hype, which was insane. Like mm. all three of us said pretty much this is the most anticipated game for us, right? For me, it's probably equal to Breath of the Wild 2. But in a way, probably this one's more because it's like they haven't done an open uh, open world type game before, right? Mm. And I just feel like they lived up to it and did more. Like I played through beating the game and I've got more to do in the game. And I'm like, man, they fucking did it. Like I got to tip my hat to them. It's like it actually does surprise me because I feel like everyone was almost primed for this game to be great. But always kind of anticipating it to not be great and then shit on the game hard, right? Like, oh, Horizon's better or Breath of the Wild's better. Or, I, like, I feel like everyone who's played it and is a genuine gamer, the worst that they're saying is like, it's not for me. But I've not really heard anyone truly with a brain say, nah, it's a bad game, you know? And it's, that's a fucking insane achievement for all the things they're trying to balance in this game. It's, it's very telling that when you read the people like that, hate on the game in comments that even more than probably any other game they just feel so baseless they just feel so like grasping at straws now i'm not saying yeah. criticism I'm not saying general criticism yes this game can be criticized I'm oh, saying I totally think people so. that are just like the world is empty or it's not balanced like, or something like that you're like yeah, the world yeah, is yeah. empty there's a lot there's parts you can say okay this stretch of area doesn't have anything special in it but that stretch of area is complements the fact that all the areas around it have so much stuff in it so it's like yeah but yeah and just like before you move on like that point right that's like idiots who go our oh, music needs to just be blaring and like bang, 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 and you know no dy- mm. dynamics it's like if you listen to great albums from like the 60s and 70s like pink floyd and things like that like it, they bring it down and then you're like mm. down with it and then when it, there's a crescendo you actually feel it because they've taken you low and then bring you back up and hundred percent it's very thoughtfully designed with um elden ring of you know pacing the areas in certain ways so you sort of almost get oh no i'm okay now and then some giant comes out and attacks you and you're like shit like i was kind of getting in my comfort zone there so and there's a lot more i could say about stuff i love in the game but i do want to leave a bit of stuff for when i played a bit more and when mike is here as well because i know mike would probably like to talk about it because as he gets further into it um, in terms of some stuff that maybe is not in sitting in the love section, and this is stuff that is it's still work in progress. So mm. I don't know where I've fallen on all of this. First of all, one of my favorite parts in the Souls games is the fact that you discover a lot of the lore through the item text. And this has it, but it seems like they've cut down a lot of it. Like they used to where there used to be three lines in an item description around something, there's like one line now. And 
it makes sense because there are there's more in this game now to have that stuff spread across and you'd learn a lot more lore from the NPCs than you've ever learned in yes. the other Souls games. Yes. They've made that way but, more obvious, even very Yeah, way like more. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's like there's actual menu options for MCs, which they never had in other yeah. games and stuff where you like and there's an MC that's flat out like the exposition MPC, you know. Yeah. Um but there is part of me that misses that that is definitely a design change from from the Souls games in regards to, and it's probably a better change for the majority of players. But for the, I guess the players that are yeah. were maybe accustomed to like every single item I used to pick up and read, now I'm not doing that in Elden Ring as much. So because I just don't feel like I'm getting as much from it. Um, mm. And I talked about the world being overwhelming before, and that is both a, it's a double edged sword for me. There's it's it's beautiful and like in terms of like okay that's a vista and i've got to get there and everything but there are times when you know for instance in dark souls 3 there's like a swampy area right which is not everyone's favorite in dark souls 3 but whatever but there's no at no point did i say to myself that when i was playing dark souls 3 i wish this swamp was 20 times bigger you know mm. so there's times when i feel that the scale hasn't necessarily made it a more enjoyable experience for me but mm. that is definitely the work in progress thing where i just don't know how i fall and do i prefer everything being scaled up so much in terms of what i'm used to with the yeah. souls games um obviously it's an open world but there's also there's there's ways to do open worlds where it's not as scaled up and this game's so fucking massive oh, yeah it's so massive um so that that one i will come back to and just see whether or not i feel that is um was is, is a boon or or a downside for me in some areas obviously each area of Elden ring is going to have different people going to feel differently about different areas and mm. stuff so anyway yeah so it's Elden ring um apologies for bringing that back i didn't no. kind of i sh potentially should have just segued straight into that um rather than talking about 40 straight line challenges <laughs> no, <that's laughs> so everyone got their Elden ring in one I, I know you wanted to save the surprise it's too bad that mike's not here but um yeah yeah you know like i think I, i've said this before about dark souls because i just think it did so much pushed like it created a new genre really <clears throat> um you know it's puzzle box design like its whole world design and everything and the notes that it has like you know when you get to Anolondo and like it's just like fuck what like huh and i was mm. playing it pretty blind so i'm like jesus what what's going on with this game right uh, like i think you know it's hard to describe but it's almost like you know if you have a jazz album it's like it's a jazz album that's a style that's the genre you can excel and go this is a 10 out of 10 jazz album and it's like hitting its straps and executing perfectly, right? And I almost feel like that's a bit Dark Souls to me. With this, I don't think it's perfect. Whereas I probably almost like go, there's some shitty parts in Dark Souls, but it's pretty pretty near perfect for me. Whereas with this, it's not perfect, but there's just so much shit in it, man. It's like a buffet. Mm. And it's like a buffet where you're like, holy shit, most of the buffets 9.8 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, or 10 out of 10 in some parts. So, like, I... I just look at the totality of it. It's like, how can you like criticize it in a way? Cause it's giving you so much. It's just mm. like, it's, you know, and going back to that thing about it's trying to balance so much. I think that's like incredible how they've done that in this game where, you know, I am a fan of how, like going back to your point about the law, like I actually played it, beat the game. And I'm like, I kind of like get it to a degree. Right. 
Whereas I played Dark Souls. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Right? I'm like, mm. no fucking idea. I need to read some kind of like story thing on YouTube, right? So I feel like the way that they've balanced that out a bit, you can still get a lot out of it, obviously, because I think as you play the game more, you'll find that there's more, you know, like hidden lore in the game. Um, mm. and, and also... There's in people haven't spoken about this that much, but there's like kind of like environmental law, like the stuff that they've constructed in the game, the actual world itself, people who are like dead or strawn out or just the way it's aged. It's like telling a story itself, just like the world and where it's at and everything like that. Yeah, they started doing mm. that a lot in like Dark Souls 3 and mm. stuff, like where they really ratched up the environmental stuff yeah um and bloodborne has so much of that as well like yeah. bloodborne's insane that game um, I, in, the, in its I, environmental I, design i think like honestly because you know dark souls from a just a not my love or enjoyability but just from like the way it was constructed i'm like i feel like it's pretty hard to top in the genre but i'd imagine only dark souls 3 and, and bloodborne are the only two contenders in my mind that like and based on what everyone sort of says about those games where i'm like oh, maybe it would threaten dark souls but then it's probably, I don't know how different it is to Dark Souls, but anyway, mm. we're going off on a huge tangent. But um, no, I'm glad you played it, man. You fucking played it a lot. We might actually be able to review it in the next few weeks then, instead of a few months, as I was joking about. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I know, obviously, I know how far I am in terms of where I'm at. Like, I just reached a, a really good um, milestone just before the show, actually. Okay. Um, we'll have to talk but, offline about it then. Yeah, but... In terms of how that means in the whole scope of things, I have no idea because I kind of have an idea of how big the map is, but at the same time, I know that there's a lot of secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike so, said if Mike finishes, we're going to review it before Mike finishes. Don't worry about that. Yeah. If we waited for Ooh. Skyrim for him to finish that to review it and the show was on back then, we'd still be waiting. Well, so. do you, do we want to cover some of the other no, games? No, so I, I think we we'll skip we're... that because we're already an hour. We thought the whole show would be about an yeah, hour. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so I didn't. Like... Yeah, I, I can't see how long we were at. I'll uh, push yeah, we're like then. we're literally over an hour, an hour, which is all incredible. Right. Sounds good. Let's let's jump into the news. Um, so, CD Projekt Red has given us a big update on the next installment of the Witcher series, uh, and this time they're going epic. Nice little line there, Swinny. Uh, in a blog update, CDPR say the next game will kick off a new saga. They'll be moving onto the proprietary, uh, moving off from their proprietary Red Engine to Unreal Engine Five, as part of a multi-year strategy partnership with Epic Games. And they have confirmed that the next game will not be exclusive to Epic Game Store on PC. Can I just say on that before we like I throw to you like in general on this one, but. I find it hilarious that that was almost the key takeaway in everyone's post. Like, apart from, hey, Witcher 4 is coming, like, you know, as if we didn't know that. That it was basically just someone tweeted at them. It's like, oh, if this is going to be Epic exclusive, I'm not buying it, F off or whatever. And then their PR replied to that person going, nope, it's not going to be exclusive. I'm like, how is this not in their original, like, PR note? Like, this is massive. This is a huge sensitivity for people. So I just thought that was a bit weird, but you must be excited. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited to get any news about the next Witcher. I know we're still waiting for the the next gen versions, which are apparently due in yeah. this quarter or coming quarter, I should say. Because that's PC um, as well, right? Because I've got Witcher on PC. I believe so, but I don't know what. Okay. Like, there's obviously a lot of mods we... out. There's a lot of mods out there. I think the the most the big difference in those next gen ones you're going to see are obviously on the consoles. Um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of mods. Sorry, yeah. I was like but, 20 years ago with Quake, but not now. 
so yeah, this this is a, a bit of a swan song then for the um for this engine, which has done them well. Mm. Obviously, the well, fans, they, no, no. So look, the thing is, right, the, it's done them well because it, they've been using it since Witcher two, right? Sure. So they've basically, you know, Witcher two, Witcher three, and obviously Cyberpunk. And now Cyberpunk, obviously, they started have they had a lot of issues, and I think it this makes so much sense for them to do it. It means that they can focus on building the worlds and and you know focusing on the de- game development as opposed to the actual engine development and having to kind of fine-tune that and i guess offloading a lot of the support um, mm. because they've specifically said you know the epic will will be assisting in the support as they do with obviously uh with the, as the being a partner an epic partner um i think this is a great move um but yeah i've look it is it, it's almost like yeah, like end of end of an era for City Project Red in terms of the Red Engine, um, and to clarify, the they did say that you know Cyberpunk expansion that they're working on and everything will continue to use that engine. <laughs> of course, they're changing on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think this is this is a great move. Yeah, no, no, it, like I think the engine thing people overplay that. I think if you t- if you listen to a lot of devs talk about engines. 99% of them will say the best engine to use is the last one that you used. But having said that, you know, the whole industry is moving to homogenization with these engines because, you know, Epic have way more resourcing than CDPR and they're a very small studio. So to maintain their own engine plus make a game as big as I'd imagine The Witcher 4 will be. And I'm sure like they're going to look at a game like Elden Ring and go, okay, like we took kind of Skyrim to a degree as a bit of a benchmark of like, okay, we, like we want to excel and be better than this and not have boring fetch quests and make every side quest interesting. Like, I feel like the energy of that studio will be like, all right, Eldering, we're, we're going to do something different, better than you. Right. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Com- competition's awesome. And I think overall, like they'll have teething issues, obviously with Un- Unreal Engine four uh, five, but I think in the long long run, it'll be much better for that studio because then they can just focus on what they're good at rather than worrying about an engine. And, you know, they had so many issues with the last gen of consoles with streaming, like Mm. in data, like with their engine, whereas Unreal Engine does that so much smarter than what they were doing. So, and I I did confirm the Witcher 3 uh, next gen edition will have a standalone purchase. Like it's kind of like a new version of it for PC uh, series and PS5. And then free upgrades for those who have it on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. So that's cool. Yeah. So I, I I do want to come back to this game. I've played it only a little bit. And I'm like, well, I feel like I might as well just wait for the next-gen update then. Mm. And I'll have ray tracing and faster loading and everything like that. So Yeah, and this also came with um, a teaser image, which has kind of set mm. um, a lot of people, you know people chat talking about what is this actually going to be because they specifically said as you mentioned kicking off a new saga um you know which are three very much in a lot of ways was um you know wrapping up Geralt's story you mm. know and obviously i won't get into spoiler territory but it makes sense that this is focused on a, a different i guess um main protagonist or main protagonist Maybe. and you know potentially different even like setting in the timeline, whether or not it's earlier than than the games, whether or not it runs alongside the t- events of the books, which take place before the games mm. or afterwards. Um, but the teaser image that they showed was actually of a cat-like medallion, basically like a lynx medallion. 
And in the Witcher games, for anyone who doesn't know, there's different schools of witches. So you've got, um, you know, School of the Wolf, School of the Bear and all this stuff. Um, and the Link, there's no School of the Links. But what CD Projekt Red did in the games, they actually introduced new schools that didn't exist in the books. Mm. So the, it sounds like that they're setting this in a, you know, potentially around a brand new school, which means potentially it won't even be starring Siri as the main protagonist, which a lot of people would have expected after Witcher 3 because you do play a Siri throughout that as well in oh, certain okay. segments. I didn't know that. Yeah, so basically she like with that in in mind people are like well it makes sense for mm. her to continue on um but as a character Siri is so ridiculously overpowered that it kind of would have been a bit awkward to in my opinion, to start her as a main protagonist and try to explain why she's not like the most powerful person around, yeah. you know, it'd have so, to be the annoying kind of Metroidvania trope yeah. of like, but she's now got a you know curse, so she's not yeah. quite as powerful. So I hate that shit. to me, it makes sense that they almost, whether or not they they kind of try to you know build a new protagonist off off of an existing character that they mm. introduced or a new one, who knows? But it is an interesting place to be. They can almost do exactly anything they want in that regard because they're not even tied to Geralt anymore. It's um, funny with that because you and I like that stuff, but we're very against the grain. I think most people hate that shit when there's a new main character. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like it was never a criticism for me with Star Wars, the new sequel trilogy. Like I'm fine. Like, okay, great. New protagonist and everything. I'm like cool with it. Like yeah. they have to be good, right? So, but yeah, okay, interesting. Well, the, this is this good- is 2026 though. This game, yeah. The good thing is they haven't called the the, the series is not called the Geralt. You know, like the, a Witcher is a generic term, so they they've got a good caveat there in regards to taking any directions. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, this will be your most anticipated game of twenty twenty six. I'm guessing. Potentially, yeah. Could actually be going up against something like uh, Elder Scrolls Six, which would be well, that'd be amazing. Who, who knows? Maybe twenty twenty six will be the year of Elix Three. True. So and then the other one is competition. Oh, one thing I did find out about Elden Ring, not that we could ever move off it, is that I didn't realize that they made Sekiro and Elden Ring simultaneously. Yeah, it makes sense. Which makes perfect sense. I was like, okay, that's interesting about their cycles. So are they going like two games at the same time overlapping or something? So Well Bloodborne and Dark Souls 2 did and Yeah, but that was like... different directors though. This was like the same director. Yeah, okay, games. yeah. But I mean like I'm just saying like they've have dual development before sure so, sure so. sure yeah no they've been doing that for a long time but it was more like yeah. having the same director that i thought was interesting yeah. all right let's move on to the next story so this was as part of the future game show spring showcase which was a thing this week here's a couple of highlights from the show so first is lego brick tales a new diorama style puzzle game from the bridge constructor devs Clockstone Studio. So it's only confirmed for PC. So far, no release date. Uh, they have five... The game, puzzle game is set across five dioramas, which they very strongly all the way through keep on calling them biomes. I'm like, this word biome is taking over like an insane degree. They should be called Biodome. Bring Pauly Shaw back. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it, yeah, like if you watch the trailer, and I do recommend anyone who's interested in gaming to go check this trailer out. It's quite cool, actually. They have a, <clears throat> like a physics-based, is it puzzle or is it like almost like a DIY builder? It's probably not super clear at this stage, is it? No, that's so. They're basically, you're solving puzzles and quests, but a lot of it, 
a lot of it by building devices, vehicles to solve it. So the trailer at the moment on anyone watching on YouTube shows you building a vehicle. Like a makeshift a, helicopter. Yeah, like thing, a helicopter yeah. to be able to get up to um, the person to, mm. to find them or whatever. So it's very much in the vein of your banjo because they're nuts and bolts. Yeah, that classic um, game. Oh, that, that that's an awesome game. Uh, it's, it's just a shame that it's not the game people wanted. That's yeah. the only thing. But the actual building part is awesome and you've seen the influence that's had in, in other games like for instance Besiege a game mm. that I should have played already on, on Xbox Game Pass as part of my resolution but that's like taking it further in more like sophisticated direction and then you've got the, the other way the simplified like Kingdom Hearts gummy ship builder where you're placing blocks you're placing okay propeller here a cannon there so just think of that where you essentially building these vehicles from Lego pieces almost in the style of when you look at a Lego manual that yeah in. yeah it does look like um, that yeah it looks really yeah, cool it look, that way it looks really cool but uh, you know and i've seen your note here it, it's also visually mm. reminiscent of the lego builder's journey which is not made by these people or published by thunderclap studios we didn't mention uh, that but but it still has that like almost like blank void of space behind them to kind of really put the focus on the actual like the the set pieces and the lego minifigs and everything so yeah and I guess yeah, where I was coming from, it's almost like it's it has that kind of, you know, style to it. Like it's almost mm. like in a really stupid way, what I'm about to say, these games look like the most realistic games I've ever seen. <laughs> like if you look at the graphics, I'm like, damn, it looks super real, but it looks yeah. surreal uh, or ultra real or something like just mm. the way it's like perfective, like perfectly rendered even with like noise effects and stuff just look at it i'm like wow this looks really crazy and this could be a really crack like really like a cracker of a game i reckon like it could be a really zen like chill out kind of game well people love the bridge constructor games oh um, yeah how many like so, themed games do they have it feels like well they've done portal they've done walking dead yeah, heaps, um, man. yeah. and this year i think they're a great studio to take on something like this so I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to this i still need to try out the builder's journey but uh that that game was much more of a like a slower paced kind of like you said zen like that game was even yes. zen like that's something like yeah. this that was definitely a, almost like an artistic game in many ways yeah and I, this, I think the reason why i wanted to bring it up because it was it's it feels very experimental that game yeah it's like they they had a direction of like we could build another tranche of lego games this is kind of like what we're thinking of let's put something mm. out there test it see if it resonates and it definitely does but i mean it's lego as well people love the shit out of lego <laughs> So I went to the Lego store today. I'm like, man, people love this fucking brand so much. It might be one of the most beloved brands in the world. Mm. Like, I've, I'd, you know why? If someone says, what's the most loved brand? And they'll go, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Lego. I, don't, I honestly don't think someone could top that. And you know what's funny? They've done that all while still being so ridiculously overpriced. <laughs> like, Lego is <laughs> so expensive, but people love it. And it's like, you never hear people like... Not that there's much discourse, you know, like on, in the general, like I'm on Reddit, I'm going to see conversations about the price of Lego yeah. find outside the Lego subreddits, which I've never been to. Mike's probably a, a big fan. I don't He's know. probably an admin. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't if, if anyone doesn't know, Mike has built a PC out of a PC case out of Lego before that. Multiple like, times. That's the crazy times. thing. <laughs> and it's, still yeah. Like, it's been on the front page video, of Reddit. Mike. He's freaking Still thing. waiting for that video, Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, the, well, that's the brand value, man. Like, how much you're in marketing? Their their brand, just Lego, that would pff, 
like how many billions would that be worth? Just the brand yeah. itself. It's it's crazy to me. So I was um I was babysitting pretty recently and um my nephew, obviously, you know, all kids love Lego, but yeah. you know, they've got lots of Lego that, and they've got Lego that I was playing with when I was at their age because yeah, it's been like that's cool. passed down to them. And, and it survives. Yeah, it survives and I'm like, Oh man, that's a piece of the pirate ship I got when I was eight years old, you know. It's that's just cool. crazy. But I'm just sitting there playing and I'm thinking, man, like I'm not going to dox myself, but that's over 30, you know, or maybe 30, who knows? And like, it's 30 years ago, and it's still like, it's obviously Lego's expanded in other areas and stuff way more since then, but it's still the core thing of you're sitting there building things out of these Lego pieces. It's still, yeah, the magic is still there after so long. And obviously, it was there well before, you know, I was a kid. I don't know when, how much, how long Lego's been around, but yeah, it's like the know. 60s or 70s yeah, or something like that, but. It went, it did dip actually. Like there was a period of time it dipped and then, yeah, it's just taken off again. Like when it went yeah. back to its core. I think the only thing that I would say about Lego is I always still prefer when you just have a bunch of blocks rather than like Lego is very kit based now. Like yeah. very much like this is what you must build. And I find that not very creative. It's kind of a bit bizarre because their movies themselves criticize that and that it should be about creativity. But yet like really they push the kits like crazy. Like, it's hard to just buy buckets of bricks. And that's, mm. that shit's expensive, man. That's when you really notice how, how expensive Lego is. When you just try to get a lot of Lego and you're like, wow, this is going to be hundreds of dollars to get lots of Legos. But yeah, look, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We don't know when this game's coming out, but I'm sure it's going to be on PS5 and Xbox series and all that kind of stuff. I know they've only said PC so far. Look, I think even if they scale down the visuals a bit, it makes sense for this to be a Switch game. So. No, definitely. So another surprise from the Future Games show was the delightful trailer of Paper Mario style, hint, hint, uh, RPG The Outbound Ghost. So developed by Conradical Games and due out for 2022 on all platforms. Does that include Switch? Switch it includes include PS4, Switch. PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Why don't you take this away? Because you are the biggest Paper Mario fan. What what is the genre that you're trying to coin? Let's let's try to build this up. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna say it. So I all the these are RPG turn based RPGs that are all based around reactions, timing, on defending, on attacking. So I call them reaction RPGs. Is it um, reaction me, or react RPGs? Reaction RPGs. Oh, reaction it also RPGs. sounds like it's a play on action RPG. Even though they're not action RPGs, I just oh, like, I like I the term. I actually like that more. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah, reaction. Like the, yeah. Okay. Good, reaction okay. RPGs. Um, <clears throat> so this game has actually been in production for a few years, but it's normally if I'll see something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that from ages ago. Like, I had no idea this game existed. When I saw this show, I'm like, this is, oh my God, this is a new announcement. But no, this has been in development for a while. But as part of the Future Games show with its new trailer and its new publisher, which I'll get to in a second, the Outbound Ghost is like, man, this has got on my radar so much. Um, so this was actually kick successfully kickstarted mid last year. Um, and that obviously brought a lot of development support for them to, you know, work on it. And it's seen massive improvements over the last six months. So there's a really cool video that is on the screen at the moment, but obviously can't hear it where... 
uh, one of the main developers actually talks about what they've been able to do because of mm. not only Kickstarter, but also the fact that they're now being published by uh, Digirati. And I actually like quite a lot of Digirati games. So I talked a lot about Underhero um, on the show. So that's published by um, uh, Digirati, as well as Litterquist and Slain games I quite like. Um, and they're very prolific. So they've developed a lot of games, at least on the Xbox platform, God knows, on probably way more on PC and other platforms as well. But I... I absolutely love the look of this. Um, you know, as Intergot was saying, I love Paper Mario, especially Thousand Year Door, but Bug Fables um, mm. is one of my favorite um, games of this style that I played. Um, I think one of your favorite year. reaction RPGs? It is. I think it won the category last <laughs> last year for our the big uh, year and awards special, but Bug Fables kind of set the standard for what a Paper Mario style game or like uh, inspired game could be. And this looks, this looks like it's it's going in the same direction. Now, interestingly, this game originally didn't have turn-based combat. Oh, really? Be- yeah, so I'm hmm. not familiar exactly how this game was meant to play pre- previously, but um, the developer in the video is actually talking about the fact that, um, you know, it's not, they wasn't planned to have it, not because they didn't think it would fit, but just because didn't have the budget and the yeah, support yeah. to be able to do it. And with them being published by Jujurati, they're very hands-on, apparently. So they actually um, over- helped overhaul the entire UI mm. and the dialogue systems and being able to provide the support for the turn-based uh, battles, which is what, honestly, you would expect with these reaction-based timings from a Paper Mario-style game. And what's cool is they've actually got um, a system similar to um, Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler, where they've got Aether points that basically you can choose to almost sit out a turn, take less damage, and you get an extra point that then goes towards a stronger attack the next turn. So it's kind of about that uh, risk-reward, okay, I'm going to sit back and then, um, you know, attack harder the next turn and things like that. Um, and you can, for instance, craft things, um, uh, what are they called? They're called aspects from materials, mm. and they're basically like badges in Paper Mario. And your party members are basically, you can see one on the screen at the moment for anyone watching, they're figments, so they're different parts of i guess the like parts of i guess the main character's personality that like one's a tank and one's you know like a healer and stuff like that so it's really interesting the way they've redesigned this because obviously it wasn't a turn-based battle they've had to say okay well how are we going to do party members and they've probably this is my assumption pivoted and gone in that interesting direction because it's easy to not have to rework the entire plot around yeah so i really actually it's really insightful the video if anyone wants to check it out it's on um Radical Games channel about um, how the six months of development have gone. So it's really, really cool. But yeah, I'm pumped for this game. Mm. I um, These kind of games, these reaction RPGs, are they can go either way for me. So last year um, I played Citizens of Space where I felt it was in the wrong end of that spectrum and mm. the fact that those attacks take too long. I played through recently, what was it, Y2K, the the postmodern RPG, which I hated and is probably the worst example of that style. And then you've got Bug Fables and you've got, um, as much as I I crapped on parts of Echo Generation, the battle part, the the timing-based attacks and stuff was one of the best parts of that game. So there's... From what I've seen in the footage, it looks like they've kept those attacks really nice, quick and easy to perform or at least you know simple to perform which is what you want in these games you don't want anything crazy like season space where there's like a hundred different ways you could do a reaction based thing as part of an attack and you just they take too long and mm. everything 
but yeah look i don't know i know you're you've obviously played through or played paper mario the origami king and i know that's very different these days and what maybe the older paper mario games but i don't know if this um looks interesting to you or not Indigo. i think like you know my biggest problem is and I've, I've just come to terms with the reality is like between work family and then other interests like i know i've been saying it a lot more recently but i've only got time for things that are just like absolutely blow me away you know like the elden rings of the world and you know if i look at my backlog of games that i can play that i haven't played like there's some massive games like god of war like the new god of war right i'm like i kind of want to play that before ragnarok comes out because now that we're doing the podcast and everything it feels more like yeah it feels good to play the games when they come out you know like so you want to watch you want to watch the Marvel movies, not the uh, not the Aronofskys. <laughs> I like that. But, um, yeah, like I, yes, yeah, so like the long answer there, you know. But to, like the short answer version is no, I will not be playing this game because I, I haven't played Thousand Year Door. I need to play that before I play a game like this. In my opinion, um, given That's fair enough. the That's hype fair that enough. it has. To be honest, I, I want to play. I just Paper wanted to Mario. give you. A- I just wanted to give you a chance to say something. Oh, no, so I don't I'm need thinking, to say anything. I wasn't expecting you to say, I'm going to buy this day one. Um, you know. <laughs> to be honest, I actually play Paper Mario on the 64 version that's on the Switch, right? Because now with the emulator being improved, it's actually a pretty good way to play it. So I'm much more likely to play that because um, I haven't played that. So Screw that game. Play Bug Fail. <laughs> Fair enough. Just, just make just make sure you got 40 hours spare. Yeah, sure. I don't do that. I don't do that. What do you think? Dark Souls 3 or Bug Fables? <laughs> Dark Souls 2. No, no, I'm skipping that. I'll never play that. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> you know, I actually... Dude, okay, can I tell you a quick story and then we'll jump into the one min. I legit was going to start playing Dark Souls 2, right? I had it, I grabbed it. I actually had it out, similar to, similar to what you did, right? And I had it, and I, I, I've got the trilogy on PS4, so I, I pulled it out, and then I go, you know what? I'm never going to fucking play this game to piss off Swinney. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'll play all the other games. I'll play Sekiro, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, and I'm always going to say, and you know this, I'm, I'm uh, you know, pulling back the curtain here, and I'm always going to say, but Dark Souls 2 is not a real Dark Souls game, so that's why I'm never going to play it, you know. That's the most ridiculous Miyazaki didn't, didn't make it, so come on. It's, it's, it's fake. It's the Mario 2. It's the Super Mario 2 of Dark Souls. And Mario 2, in my opinion, is probably better than number 3, but that's fine. Fuck that's off! Fine. Fine. <laughs> that is like one of the fucking worst takes you've ever had. Super Mario okay, Brothers right. 2. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. I said that in Holy a poor way. Holy shit. I said that in a poor way. I said that in a poor way. <laughs> yes. It's, I probably like it more than number three. Look, it's, not, it's not better. I like it more. That's like a more. To- like, that is a purely subjective thing. I, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, okay. 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 Right. I, I, can ex- I can abide by the, <laughs> the new... I know. I, I thought, like, when I said it, I'm like, okay, that's... <laughs> now, even I don't believe that. I will clip that. Bullshit. <laughs> And I will upload that on our channel. Just purely you saying Super Mario Mario Two is better than Super and Mario Three. Just, just also clarifying that all my opinions of uh, <laughs> Mario Two and Three are all based on the uh, Super Mario All Stars versions. So, oh uh, yeah, that's, that's also uh, interesting. Yeah. All right, let's let's jump in. This has been an incredibly long show for two people. <laughs> let's end. No news. All right, no, no, I didn't even get to talk about Paradise. Killer. We had to all skip right. things. All right, let's get into your segment. 
which is one min for the swin, where we wrap up the news. We want to cover these stories, but we don't have a lot to say about them. So, Swinny, whenever you're ready, I will uh, bring it up. I, I thought you were going to do it again this week. No, 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 no. You're doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> isn't that, doing isn't it that the new ritual when no. Mark's not here? You no. Well, the show's not going to go one on one. if he's not here. <laughs> so, whenever okay. you're ready, it's up to you. Adventure title Deliver Us the Moon is getting a sequel called Deliver Us Mars. A 4v1 multiplayer Ghostbusters game has been announced called Spirits Unleashed. Rocksteady Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League has been delayed to 2023. EA's first PGA Tour game since 2015 has also seen a delay till next year. Wreckfest is coming to Nintendo Switch in June, and PS5 launch title Godfall is coming to PC and Xbox on April 7th. Reports indicate that Sony may reveal their new PlayStation subscription service next week. Rockstar are adding a new paid subscription pass to GTA Online called GTA Plus. PlayStation have acquired Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. Portal creator Kim Swift is heading up a new cloud game division at Xbox. And Mike Frazzini has stepped down as head of Amazon Game Studios. The Switch has received an update that adds game folders and Bluetooth audio improvements. Netflix have announced Tekken Bloodlines, a new animated series focused on Jin Kazama. Heart Machine are teasing a big announcement at Hyperlife Drifter's 6th anniversary next week. And Dragon Quest creator Yuji Hori has received the Lifetime Achievement Award at GDC. <laughs> you actually had like a lot of time even though you were like screwing it up a lot. It was, that was interesting. I know. One. I It's like I when I first started doing One Min, I was very much like, I'm not going to do what Mike did and speak as fast <laughs> as I can. I'm just going to, I'm going to speak fast, but not yeah. that try as fast. I've gradually gone, I've got to speak as to, fast yeah, as yeah. I can, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like um, to criticize Mike a lot, but that's a smart move. Just go as hard as you can from the start because you never know when you need the time up your sleeve. Yeah. So. Actually, that um, with the fact that we were going to cover um, Chrono Trigger, mm. it was uh, that last thing about the Dragon Quest was going to feed nicely into that. Mm. That's fine. It would have been that's a nice segue, good. Mike. Yeah, there's um, some, some interesting news this week. Not Nothing we would put a segment about. But, yeah, yeah, it's like Ghostbusters. When I saw that announced, it's like, uh, like maybe... Three years too late? Two years too late? You know what I mean? It's from the devs of Friday 13th and Predator Hunting Mm. Grounds. So that's kind of their their forte, I guess. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad, I was like happy that it's been delayed because I'm actually really looking forward to that game. And I feel like if anything as well, like give it more time and get it out of this year. (laughs) Like this year is like ridiculous. Like if you've got a 10 pole game, I feel like just give it more time in the oven. (laughs) Like there's no downside to that. Although Ragnarok might get delayed. I feel like that's almost like very likely to get delayed as well. And also, I mean, Gotham, was it, is it Gotham Knights? Yeah. The, um, the, you know, obviously it's not made by Rocksteady, but the, the other asylum style game, although it's more like a cop thing. Yeah. It's so weird. It was, they, it's coming out it late gives, this year. Yeah. It gives that game more space as well, mm. because then it's not going to be immediately compared to anything around the rocks, what Rocksteady does. But, um, yeah, Haven Studios, they haven't, they're already bought by Sony. That's Very kind weird. of a wild move, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know what Sony's doing. They're like almost panicking. It's crazy. It's all the opposite. They didn't obviously watch my presentation, my brilliant presentation. <laughs> um, and actually, I think Xbox are doing xCloud uh, through Edge on the Steam Deck. I think that they're like setting that up now, um, which is going to be interesting. And yeah, there's been a lot of news, like the game folders, but in a shitty way on the Switch. Yeah, I saw that. That seems... It's annoying. Such a Nintendo way of doing things. <laughs> but you know what? I'm actually all for it in the sense that I love how quick the Switch is. Like, you just turn it on and play the games, right? Mm. That's the thing that drove me most crazy about the Wii U. Like, just, actually. Uh, just 
Quick isn't what I'd call the eShop. I wish they'd do something. No, the like eShop's that. horrible. <laughs> like, they need to have more of those ideas. The eShop is, like, ridiculous. Like, you mm. you genuinely cannot navigate that goddamn thing. I wish I could just buy everything through Deco Deals, and it just, like, it links up to my account. No, you, you know? can now in Australia. You can? Only just okay. changed that, because every okay. one of those links links to the actual Nintendo store in Australia uh, now, and you can purchase online, out. like, on the desktop. I'm... Um, I'm keen, really keen on, I really like the look of Tekken Bloodlines. So mm. I'm a massive Tekken 3 fan and it feels like it's really, although it's got Leroy from Tekken 7 in it, it really looks like they're feeding off the Tekken 3 vibe because it's got the same costume that Jin Kazama wears in that. Um, so, and it looks, I really like the 3D art they've done there. So, Aren't we also behind? Isn't there another video game property that just came out like this week or last week to video or streaming services or... It just feels like there's there's movies and TV shows coming out like every week now that were video I know games. Red, I know it was meant to be something Resident Evil related on Netflix, but I don't know if that's what you're talking about. Or is that out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. so that's what I'm saying. Like I'm yeah. I'm so behind now. But Resident Evil's had so many movies, yes. animated movies, and and 3D movies. Like it's, I'm not very interested in that stuff. But yeah, I um yeah some some cool little tidbits there including one i guess uh, you know if we're going to wrap up one that i'm looking forward to next week well before you do like the other ones like spartacus if that happens with the playstation i don't know i'm not super enthused like everyone else is i feel like it's just going to be a more expensive playstation plus i'm really excited if that gives me a good opportunity to play some ps3 games that i can't I, otherwise play dude, but i don't reckon like i know everyone thinks look look i'll say it like this the only way that I'll go, wow, that was cool, if they come out with, similar to like Nintendo, a very like decent enough emulator, and you can go back and play PS1 games, PS2 games, PS3 games on your console. But I don't think they're going to be doing that. I think they're going to be streaming it like they've already done. For that's why. PS4. That's why I said if... If they have a way of me playing PS3 games in a good way, I'll be excited for that. But um, the weird thing is, they, that's not available in Australia today. Whereas you can do that today in the US with PS Now. That's what I'm saying. So, if, like, I'm, yeah. I'm excited if that if it gives me a way. I so don't you'd, like, you'd be okay with streaming the games? No, I'm not talking about. It. I'm talking if there's if there's they give me another way. I don't know. I'm just saying if there oh, is a okay, way because yeah, there's yeah. there's different. This this is so rumor. Yes, it is. It is. That's um, why we don't really cover it. Yeah. So just because, like, and look, there's some PS2 games I definitely like to play as well. But um, I, fortunately, I don't have my PS2 anymore. But at least I've you know experienced a lot of those games. Whereas yeah. PS3 is like the big dark spot. That's true. Um, in my and then Rockstar totally and Take Two are totally becoming EA, like the new generation of EA with this GTA Plus subscription. It's how much money do they want? <laughs> It makes so much money with GTA. It's incredible. If if there's people that absolutely love GTA Online and are excited for that news, I'm I'm then fine. I'm happy for mm. you. But that just seems like the most take two thing ever. I know. I know. It's they're I, the new bad guys, right? They're the heel of the industry. They have to be. Like, look at what they did to the trilogy. It's like a mockery of like, and it's not fixed. I don't give a shit what anyone says. It's not fixed. Like. Ugh. Yeah, I just can't believe they've gotten away with that as well. It's unbelievable. Anyway, all right, let's wrap up the show. A very surprisingly long show. Uh, next week, you're excited, Sweeney? Yeah, very. So I whizzed past it in the one minute for the swing, so don't. <laughs> I'm sure you probably didn't hear it. Oh, I did. The Heart Machines announcement. Mm. Uh, the T something, I think, as part of with G4 TV. 
um, for hyperlightrifters. <laughs> so they want to bury the news, or what are you laughing about? No one's watching G4 TV. I'm just saying that yeah, that's on. part of something they're doing with them. Okay, like, you don't have to shit on it. Um, <laughs> I'm shitting on G4 as yeah. part of hyperlight drifters. Hey, Austin Creed's involved with them. Oh, dude, I like uh, what's his name, the completionist. I like yeah. a lot of people on there. I don't like G4 though. Yeah, so as part of their sixth anniversary of Hyperlight Drifter, they've teased a big announcement. So I'm hoping it is a sequel, legitimately, because I love Hyperlight Drifter. It's one of the coolest games I've ever played in terms of like cool stylistic. Mm. Um, I do need to obviously play Solar Ash. It's only on PlayStation at the moment, so I'd have to, I might have to pick it up on PS5 at some point. Um, but I'm excited about that news, so that'll obviously be something we cover next week. And... I, I'm predicting they're going to shadow drop the game. Hyperlight Drifter 2. I mean, they literally just released a game, so... Wait, no, but is that... Did they like make that? Like, in the last couple of months. I Solar didn't think Rash they was... made that. I thought they published yeah. it. No, did they Solar make Rash... it? Yeah, Solar Rash okay, I'll take by, that back by... yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I say just released, it's like in the last two months. I don't know why or, I thought it was months. the same deal like um, Yacht Club Gaming. Hmm. No, so that was Heart Machine made, made Solar Rash, so... Oh, okay, I'll take um, it back then. I thought it was just the Annapurna thing. To me, it's like, makes sense this... You know, like if they're maybe they were working on it, but okay, mm. it's at the point where they can announce it. Um, because it's already on all the platforms and stuff, so um, mm. and I've just put it in here, I haven't checked with anyone because uh, I looked at last year, I said, What did we do last year around this time? Mm. And last year, other than a segment about Peter Dutton, which uh, <laughs> putting his mug on our thumbnail probably gave us the worst views for our podcast ever, <laughs> bloody Peter Dutton. That's um, awesome. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, we also had a check-in about how our gaming resolutions go, our quarterly review. Now, mm. I don't know if we need to do a full segment about it because we may want to do Chrono Trigger, but yeah. <laughs> maybe as part of where we catch up, we, we can ask each other how we're actually going as part that, of That's a good one if we have all three of us because you don't have to prep that much. Yeah, assuming Mike will be in next week and he doesn't forget he's got some trip to some other random place next uh, week. He and hey, remember. I'll be I'll be down in Melbourne soon, so we actually need to figure out what we're doing if we want to do the show and how yeah, we're going well, to do that. Let, like, let, let's, not talk, let's not let's uh, not promise anything on the show before we actually decide. <laughs> That's true. We make too many promises. <laughs> All right. With that said, goodbye. See you later.